0: We are back yet again, and it is hot as fuck outside, which is amazing. I'm so excited. I know. So I have to tell you a funny story. Um, so about a month ago, no, it was probably two months ago now, the apartment that we're living in, the AC or the heat completely like broke and it was literally like freezing out like it was when it was really cold. Oh, God. Yeah. So we call our, our landlord and we're like, okay, it's broken, whatever. She sends over these, like, teenage-looking men, okay, to to the apartment. And they were – she's like, they'll be there for an hour. They were there for, like, eight hours. I'm not kidding. Were were they looking
1: shit up on Google with how to fix it?
0: Honestly, I think so. (laughs) So, we have a thermostat upstairs and a thermostat downstairs. So, the one downstairs, we have the heat off, obviously, because it's hot as balls. And – It's supposed to only control the downstairs one. Well, uh, upstairs in our bedroom, I don't know if the thermostat's broken up here or if they fucked something up when they put the new one in, but it's stuck on heat. (laughs) So the heat is fucking blaring in our bedroom nonstop. So you now have a built-in sauna- So, yeah, I'm literally doing hot (laughs) podcasting right now. Hot yoga podcasting. (laughs) And we have to sleep with our AC on every single night to combat the heat blasting.
1: What the hell? You guys need to get that fixed. I know.
0: I'm like, I'm annoyed with the landlord to the point where I'm like, do I even tell her or do I just keep the AC blasting to run up her electric bill? (laughs) But, yeah, um, it's hot. It's probably like. 100 degrees in the room right now
1: (laughs) oh my god that's awful the reason i asked whether they were looking up that up on google is because the one time that happened to me did i ever tell you that story yeah where the guy came to put in my internet yes (laughs) the wi-fi box he literally was at my house for like three hours doing what i could have done by googling things And he gave me so much anxiety that when he asked for a password for my Wi-Fi, I, like, stazzed out. (laughs) And basically, like, gave him a bunch of random stuff and then, like, made him leave my house because I was so over it. (laughs) That's the definition
0: of anxiety.
1: Yeah, he was stressing me out so much. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god oh my god kels you need to get that fixed though
0: i know but part of me is like bitter and like trying to like <laughs> hmm i'm just gonna make you have a very high electric bill
1: this is complete angel and devil on the shoulder moment
0: yeah for real but i think i'm gonna have to reach out to her because
1: <laughs> if we have another day like this coming
0: up i might die <laughs> <laughs> it's bad do you have anything else you want to talk about um yeah, so I started Bridgerton the new season. Ooh. Yeah, so I absolutely loved the first season. I think everybody did. It's just such like a different type of show.
1: I, I really have to start that show. I've been meaning to for weeks now, and I just haven't. Wait, you didn't even watch the first season? No. What? I know. No, I haven't. And literally everyone at my studio that I go to talks about it. And I'm like, I haven't seen this. I have to watch this.
0: What? Oh, my God. Yeah. So the first season's, like, really hot, and I don't know. It's It's really, really good. The second season is, I think, less sexual, if that makes sense. But I don't know. I haven't really gotten too much into it yet. And I'm only, like, in the second episode or something like that right now.
1: Well, I just finished Euphoria, so I'm pretty sure I can handle it. So good. I also finished (laughs) fucking Archive 81, and
0: my mind is blown. Speaking of
1: new stuff, uh, I have a new podcast rec. Ooh. I've been listening to this podcast, it's called Ridiculous History, and okay. it's so fucking good. What's it, I mean, other than the Ridiculous History, what, like, what's it about? That's literally what about it's about, is all this stuff that has happened in history that's completely ridiculous. They do have episodes on UFO incidents, but another one they had that I listened to recently, it was about day drinkers during cholera, and how it was pretty much proven because cholera was happening like through the water. It was proven that people who were at bars and drinking during the day and like drinking beer all the time weren't really getting it. Oh my god, that's funny. Because they were drinking alcohol that was distilled or um, so much of it that it was just not it wasn't like they were just drinking the water that was coming from where this was tainted. You know what I mean? So the, you're saying the trick to not getting cholera is just drinking beer. Yes. (laughs) And then another, as long as it's beer that wasn't made with that tainted water or had been processed. And I think, I think they had said if it was processed with that water, it was like it needed to sit for five hours or so before drinking it for it to be okay. Okay. Ooh! Indeed. Yeah, and then like another episode that I listened to today, it was really good. Was about the women's suffrage movement and how these British suffragettes were using jujitsu and mm-hmm. learning jujitsu to like protect themselves from the brutality they faced during their their protests and stuff. Oh my god, that's so cool. Yeah, but like the whole podcast is like that where it's just this crazy shit that has happened in history and I'm so obsessed with it.
0: Oh my god. Speaking of podcasts, I just thought of this. I was like laying down doing my nightly routine the other night of scrolling on my phone before I fell asleep and yeah. all of a sudden I see the Instagram notification that Odd Trails liked our comment. Yes! And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I, like, sat up in bed and I was so excited. (laughs) I know. I got just
1: as excited over that, too.
0: So fucking good. I literally listen to them on the way into
1: work every day. Yeah. Yeah. So one other thing that I wanted to talk about today before we get into our coffee review was my cool fucking coffee Goblet that I'm drinking out of. Yes. I said Goblet. It is literally, if anyone listening is obsessed with Harry Potter, and shout out to Secrets of Dumbledore coming out this week, the new Fantastic Beasts movie. (laughs) We have to go see that. We have to put that on our list. But if anyone is obsessed with the Harry Potter franchise, and you've seen Goblet of Fire, you know that they win a goblet at the end of that movie, and my coffee cup is literally the goblet. And... I got this from a Harry Potter workshop I went to, and I was put on Team Slytherin, and we won. Ooh. So I was presented with a goblet. You you have to post a picture of it. I want to see it. I, w- I will. I the will. Village.
0: Nice.
1: Yeah, and in order to win, we had to answer a bunch of, like, trivia questions about Harry Potter. Of course you won. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. So. Okay, should we get into the coffee? Yes. Okay. So
0: today's coffee is another one that was gifted to us by my sister, Jamie. Thank, Thank you, Jamie. Nikki, Jamie. Nikki, Jamie, you're the best. Um, so this one is another um, Victor Allen coffee. So she got this, I think she said from Big Lots, but I'm sure you can get it at like different um, convenience stores like Walmart and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, the website is victorallen.com, and we also reviewed their hazelnut, um, but today we're doing the French roast.
1: Yeah, and for anyone who wants their Instagram page, that is Victor Allen's with an S, coffee.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm on their website right now and they have a caramel macchiato flavor.
1: I saw that and I was going to tell you because I knew you would love that.
0: (laughs) I'm obsessed with caramel macchiato. (laughs) What are you thinking of this coffee? So I'm not a fan. I'm not going to lie. Really? No, I, I feel like it tastes compare. I I guess I'm comparing it to the hazelnut. I feel like it tastes artificial and like chemically to me. Mm -hmm. What do you think?
1: I think this is one of the only times we're kind of deferring an opinion. Why? You don't like it? Or, I mean, do you like it? Yeah, I... Well, I don't mind it. It's not that I do like it, but I do like it better than the hazelnut one.
0: Really? No, I think the hazelnut one was so much better.
1: I feel like this one, it has a... Like you said, it's kind of artificial tasting, but it does have a bolder taste. And I did try it without creamer at first, Mm -hmm. and trying it black. I was able to drink it. It was smooth. It wasn't too bitter. It was just on the bolder side. And I think that's because this one is a dark roast. And their description of this coffee is velvety body with a soft smoky flavor, intensely rich, but always smooth. And I think that it didn't really say in the description, but I was going to describe this one as like a tiny bit nutty. Okay. I I don't don't know if you agree with that.
0: I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. I, I don't get the nuttiness. I don't know. I wouldn't choose this one. I think it's the artificial flavor for me. I don't, I guess I just get more of it from this one. I would probably rate this one like a four or five. Okay.
1: Yeah, I would rate this one probably 5.5-ish. Like I said, I don't hate it, but I don't mind it.
0: Yeah, and they actually have an Easter sale going on right now, just so you know, if you can go on their website, it's Hoppy10 is the code.
1: Maybe that's when you should try their caramel macchiato. Maybe I should. It also says they have uh, cappuccinos and cocos. Yum. Ooh, cocos. To choose from.
0: Yeah, I'll just get me a hot cocoa for the spring (laughs) season coming up.
1: Ice that shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah,
1: so give it a try. Let us know
0: what you think. All right. Are we ready to get into it? Well, let's do it.
1: Okay. So grab your coffee and have a morning with us. Today's episode was suggested by listener Alyssa. Thank you, Alyssa. And this, although this case is super important, which is why we wanted to cover it, it is a little bit on the shorter side.
0: Do you know what that means, people?
1: Yeah, listen up,
0: listener story. (laughs) Yeah.
1: All right. So today's case is about Leslie Pantaleone. She was born Leslie Luna Pantaleone on November twelfth, two thousand and two. At the time of this story, she was seventeen years old. She was four eleven and ninety pounds, so she was like a tiny, my gosh, tiny girl. yeah so little yeah and actually i had read in one article that i'll mention a little further down that she was a cadet and i'll i'll explain the program and stuff but i had read in one article that she was so tiny that they couldn't find a uniform like small enough to fit her oh my god so So she kind of just had to like deal with the smallest size they had oh yeah so her mother's name was Victoria Pantaleone, and her father was Eugenio Luna Pantaleone. Her stepfather was Antonio Guinez, and her brothers were Eric, Eugenio Jr., and Victor. Her sister's name was April. She was a student at Jeff Davis High School in Montgomery, Alabama, and a cadet in the JROTC program. She was described by friends as quote unquote chill, a great advice giver, sweet, and humble. Aww. Yeah. And some people also described her as like kind of on the quieter side, mm-hmm. but she had like a really good sense of humor. Aww. June 24th, 2020, Leslie left her home in Montgomery, Alabama in a 2006 blue Chevrolet Trailblazer with Alabama tags 3BF4014. Her mom saw her driving in the car and it was unclear in the multitude of articles that we were putting in our resources whether it was her mom seeing her leave the house in the car. Or if she just, like, passed by her on a road. Oh, okay. She was last seen wearing black pants, a black shirt, and black shoes. She was reported missing by her parents that day. And this is a quote from the U.S. Sun. Quote, At the time of her disappearance, police said they believed Leslie, quote-unquote, may be in danger, and said she had, quote, recently suffered a head injury what so that's kind of concerning because they're like wait is she missing because of this head injury and she like blacked out or right lost her way somewhere or doesn't remember who she is or is she actually in danger right that's from someone that's so
0: strange Mm -hmm. weird you can hear the lovely birds in the background by the way of your house
1: Oh, yeah? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Just some background noise.
0: It's so funny. It's like, in the summer, we have our peepers and
1: crickets. And right now, in the spring, you have your birds. Yeah, my windows aren't even open either.
0: Really? That's weird. That's just
1: a loud little diva. That is so weird.
0: (laughs) So, on to July 4th, 2020. Investigators received a tip of a possible body. Leslie's body was discovered in the water in katoma creek near old selma road this was in the 3800th block of old selma road Oh. oh horrible initially her cause of death was unknown but was soon investigated as a homicide
1: oh my god
0: god i just have so many questions already only a few weeks after leslie was found three 16 year olds were connected to her murder and arrested what the fuck that's disgusting. How in the world has this happened? hmm Leslie's cell phone records helped connect the girls. So the three girls were Tanaya Merriweather, Erin Taylor, Taishia Wisenant. I just can't even believe that, like, three people could do this at such a young age to somebody.
1: No, and... Me either. And a situation like this where there's multiple people involved in something is always so beyond mind-blowing to me because how do all of these people agree to this? How does someone not like step forward and either stop it or tell someone? Like how do they all find each other?
0: Right. Even if it's not planned, like how are you
1: all going through with something like this? Right. And how does it like come up in conversation where everyone's like yeah yeah let's let's do do that right god so what happened june 24th
0: 2020 the day of the murder that's what we're wondering some statements were corroborated while other claims made by the teens were denied about each other according to court documents they said the events leading to leslie's death began with a missing gun which, who at that age even has access to a gun, but whatever.
1: It is, I, I mean, I was thinking the same thing at first, but then I was like, you know, maybe it was for hunting. Hunting maybe, gun, yeah. Yeah. Allegedly,
0: the gun was taken from Leslie's days before the murder happened. June 24th, she went to get it back from the address given in Gibbs Village. So she was, like, going back to this place to get her her gun back. And this is a Montgomery advertiser, quote, quote, Pantaleone allegedly put out a hit, as one attorney called it, on the address where Wizenent lived, though it was believed Taylor's cousin took the gun. So hmm. kind of, like, differing stories, but regardless, a gun was taken, and this is what was said to have kind of jump-started things.
1: Which I have so many questions about still, because there's not a lot of detail on that whole situation. Like, how was this gun taken? Why was it taken? Why did they have access to it? What was this hit, quote unquote, hit? You know what I mean? Like, there's so many unanswered questions. Yeah, I feel like it's very, very vague.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So at the house Leslie and Wisnen had a physical altercation. Leslie, the three girls and a boy got into Leslie's tra- trailblazer and drove from the housing complex. So this is kind of the point where they they drove off.
1: Mm-hmm. Taylor
0: was driving the car at this point. Wisnen and the boy was in the back seat with Leslie. They got into another argument while in the car, and allegedly, wasn't confessed to fighting Leslie in the car. So mm-hmm. she kind of confessed to that after the fact. Taylor then pulled over in a wooded section of Old Selma Road. Leslie was then beaten with a metal pole from a gate and stabbed. That is so fucking horrifying. Like, what? That is so brutal. For real. I just can't even imagine.
1: There's just no words. And the fact that they were able to, like, was this in a way pre-planned, taking her to this wooded section? Or did they just happen to stop there when this all went down? Right. Like, there. I feel like there's so much background Mm -hmm.
0: to it. The girls stated that the boy that was in the car actually had a pocket knife on him. Leslie was then left there, and the group of four went back to Wizenin's house in Leslie's trailblazer. So they literally just, like, did what they did and left. And took her car. Like, how- And left her there. In the fucking world, does something like
1: this happen? Back at the house, it gets worse, they woke up another girl- confessed what they had done and said they would take her to see leslie's body like what how the hell are those the steps you take next
0: like is it brag like are they bragging that this happened
1: right and again yet again how do they know that this person won't go ahead and call the cops when they drove back to the wooded area the witness realized that leslie's feet were moving Oh, my God. Allegedly, Wisenant stated that she, quote, needed to be taken care of. What the fuck? They then picked Leslie and the pole up and put both in the back of the car. And this is a quote from Montgomery Advertiser. Quote, they take her on a long, bumpy road for a couple of minutes, get to a creek and river area. Then they threw her in the river, Brown testified, referring to Wizenant and the boy. The pole was also thrown in the river. According to Taishia, it appeared the victim was trying to swim. What the fuck? So not only was this girl beaten with a pole and stabbed and left for dead, she was still alive and they throw her in the water and she's still, according to them, Trying to, like, swim and survive. It's so beyond disgusting. It literally makes me want to be sick. I was just going to say, like, my stomach, I- I'm so nauseous just thinking about this whole
0: situation. How do you just sit there as a human and watch all of this happen?
1: Mm-hmm. And, let and partake happen? in it. Yeah. Ugh. So after this absolutely disgusting act, around 6 a.m., it gets even more disgusting. Oh my God. The group of teens then drove to McDonald's and got smoothies. Because that's what you do after brutally murdering somebody? The trailblazer was caught on surveillance, and a receipt was time-stamped for the smoothies. The trailblazer was also caught on surveillance in the parking lot of a church, and this is where it was found by police. Not only did the group take Leslie's car... They also had taken her cell phone.
0: Like, the fucking audacity, though. I know. Like, not only do you murder somebody, but you, you fucking take their car and their possessions, too. Why? Yeah, why? Exactly.
1: And I think at first, I had read that they were questioning that as the motive at first. Was this a robbery gone wrong? Right. Or did they want the cell phone in the car, and that's why they killed her? But- it was kind of proven and we'll talk about it later on and we kind of mentioned already how like the gun story came into play that those were just like the car was a getaway car and then they dumped it and the phone was just either some kind of trophy or a perk to them it was kind of just it came along with what they had done you know what i mean right So after the murder, Taylor... And remember, Taylor is the last name of one of the girls. Taylor used Leslie's cell phone like it was her own. Like, what? They allegedly had tortured Leslie in the back of the car to get the password for the phone. I'm just, like, so sick to my stomach about all of this. Anyone doing this is just evil and horrifying and disturbed. But the fact that it was... A bunch of like teenagers who did this to another teenager. How are you that evil already? Right, like,
0: how in the world do you have it in you to do something like that at such a young age?
1: Yeah, and like collectively evil. Yeah. Ugh. So Leslie was believed to have been quote killed on June twenty fourth between three and six forty five a.m. at three eight eight five Old Selma Road less than half a mile from where she was found and that was a quote from wbrc.com my god
0: so some differing statements throughout this case the girls all say that they had little to no involvement in the physical side of this case but how is that physically possible that they all could have not fucking been involved hmm that would mean that the boy just did it all and they watched and other statements about this had contradicted that as well
1: yeah so they're just a bunch of fucking bullshitters like just blaming each other i, I mm-hmm. just
0: oh my god taylor says wizenet hit leslie with the pole wizenet says taylor hit leslie with the pole so they were literally just playing like the blame game to try mm-hmm. to get the this taken off of them
1: yeah, and I'm sorry, but either way, you were there and involved.
0: And you let it happen.
1: Yeah, and actively participated. Yeah.
0: According to the girls, Meriwether helped move Leslie into the back of the car. This is a quote from Montgomery Advertiser again. Quote, Wisenant allegedly told police she got upset with Pantaleone because she feared for the safety of her sisters who were asleep in the apartment. That was the target of the quote-unquote hit Pantaleon allegedly called in.
1: Mm. Like That is no excuse. No. Then you call the police and say, I'm in fear for my sister's lives. There's a hit on them, on this house.
0: Right. You don't kill somebody. No. So getting into the aftermath... Although Leslie and her murderers were found, her autopsy remains, as of 2020 at least, incomplete. Damage was so severe that an exact cause of death could not be determined. Oh my god, I want to cry.
1: So awful. This poor
0: girl. The three females are being charged as adults, even though they were 16 at the time of the murder. Thank god. In February of 2021, the fourth suspect, which was the boy, was publicly identified and is also being charged as an adult.
1: His name is Keontae Varkas Davidson. They were all originally charged with capital murder during robbery and capital murder during a kidnapping. However, as of February 2021... This is a quote from WSFA.com, quote, Judge Monet Gaines found insufficient evidence to support the capital murder robbery charge. So we kind of discussed that earlier, how their intent, what was potentially not to rob her, and then it went wrong. So that's kind of why this judge is arguing that It wasn't capital murder robbery, even though technically they did steal her car and her phone. Right. I'm so confused. So therefore, that charge was dropped for the moment. But the district attorney office has stated that once presented to the grand jury, because this case is going to a grand jury, they are looking to have this charge added back again. I mean. Because there is valid argument for. Right. That's why was it was a robbery. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, this whole thing is so infuriating. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine how her family feels. It's just so beyond awful. Such a brutal thing to happen. Judge Gaines also denied bond to all of the suspects. Staying Thank where god. they are. Thank yeah. god. And this is a quote from DailyMail.co.uk. Quote, A conviction for capital murder in Alabama can carry the death penalty, but the U.S. Supreme Court has banned the execution of those who were under 18 when they committed capital crimes, just so everyone has a tiny bit of an idea of how their justice system works. Wow. And that's where this case ends for now, and there's literally – I could not find any updates. I – looked around and the last update was in 2021 as we stated so i feel like COVID probably played a role into that as well yeah but um
0: the whole thing is just horrible it just goes it reminds me of oh gosh what was the other case? Tyler niece yeah exactly yeah and it's just like it goes back to the like how are you so evil so early on like you said it perfectly
1: how do you have so much evil in you (laughs) I guess evil doesn't discriminate, but I feel like, like, at 16, 17 years old, I mean, at any age, you should not be committing crime like this at all. No. But at 16, 17 years old, how is your brain even functioning and thinking to do those things? Right. Like, you're not even, your brain's not even fully developed yet. Exactly. And that's what's, like, the scary part of it all. She's awful. I feel so sorry for her.
0: Yeah, if we can try to get an update, you know, once it comes out, we'll let you guys know. But Mm -hmm. horrible. Speaking of updates, really quickly to change gears. There is a potential update on one of our cases that we've done, a Natalie Moskvin. And if you remember, he was the guy, he dug up graves of females and basically made dolls in his house out of them which is horrific Mm -hmm. and nothing is official yet but they're contemplating on releasing him
1: which is so strange because when you told me this literally three days before I was talking to my friend Amanda about it because we got on the topic of dolls and how we both hate dolls Ugh. And I was like, um, have you heard the episode of our podcast with an Natalie Moskvin? And she's like, no. And I told her and she's like, what the actual fuck? Yeah. And then okay. you texted me that. Gross. Alyssa actually
0: updated me and I was like, holy shit. Ugh. Yeah. Well, thank you, Alyssa, for that update. Yeah, thank you. She's always that, on top of her shit.
1: That's literally so disturbing. Yeah, I don't know. It's just so sickening. Ugh. Mm-hmm. All right. So shall we get into our listener story?
0: Yes. I have not read this one yet. I mean, I feel like I don't read any of them until we're about to read, so. Neither do I. Yeah. So they come in our email and they stay there.
1: Yeah. So who knows how we're going to react. Apologies if we cry. As yes. we tend to do.
0: Yeah. I get very emotional during listener stories. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this one is uh, anonymous again. So just keep that in mind. If you want to send in a listener story and you you don't want anyone to know who you are, you can be anonymous. So this one comes along with an extreme trigger warning. That's the first line. And the trigger warning is for abuse and suicide. So if that is something that is triggering to you, please do not listen and just skip to the next episode.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is the last part of it like the last part of our episode for today. So turn us off. We'll see you next week. I'm going to start.
0: Shh. He's coming. I whispered to my sister. We huddled in our bedroom. It was a small dingy room. The walls discolored from nicotine. There was always a haze of cigarette smoke. A sheet was pinned over the window as a makeshift curtain. The windows were never open to let fresh air in. I held my breath and listened for him walking down the hallway thud 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 his steps were even paced but i felt something it was not right
1: my god i have the chills already i shut up so do i they're on my legs like my entire body has little goosey pimples <laughs> <laughs> same oh
0: my gosh okay the
1: the description of that entire room i am i'm picturing there in my mind
0: i'm literally there yeah he opened the door we looked up at him, studying his demeanor. He was cold, emotionless. Come to the kitchen. I have a surprise for you, he said as he motioned towards the kitchen. My sister and I nervously looked at each other as we followed behind him. He had us sit at the table. An overflowing ashtray spilled onto the table. The sink had a mountain of dirty dishes in it, covered in various stages of mold and rotting food. He grabbed a couple of glasses and put them down in front of us. He poured a thick liquid in them. They smelled funny. Here's to a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, he said while holding up his glass. He drank his and put the glass down. I took a sip and put it down. It tasted bad. I pushed my glass away. His demeanor changed. I bought this to celebrate the holidays with you. Now drink it, damn you.
1: He screamed
0: at me from across the table. His cigarette dropped ashes on the table. My head dropped, eyes looking at the dirty floor. I grabbed my glass. Now drink it, he said, through gritted teeth. I put the glass to my lips and chugged the whole glass.
1: Oh my god.
0: I felt so sick. My sister drank hers too. From the bottle, he filled my glass again.
1: Oh, my God! I am so sorry this happened to you. and't we haven't even gotten like part like we haven't even gotten into it yet i i feel I'm so sorry this happened to you.
0: horrible. The last drink sat heavily in my stomach felt like it was going to come up. Drink, he said while motioning to my glass, Daddy, I don't want to. I don't feel good. Drink it, he screamed while cocking his hand back. My shaking hands fumbled with the glass. I drank it all. Glass after glass, I drank it all. It was mudslides. Content that I drank enough to celebrate, he let me leave the table. I felt so sick. I had to get to the washroom. Oh my god, I'm going to start crying already. I know, same. I'm so sorry. He would lose his mind if I got sick out here. I got up and turned to go down the hallway. Hit the wall, almost knocked his Playboy calendar off the wall. I felt it at the back of my throat. I held onto the wall for support and slowly moved on. My arms and legs were shaking. Almost there, don't puke, was all I kept thinking. I fell through the washroom door and crawled to the toilet. I was so sick I could barely walk to my bed afterwards. Merry Christmas to me. God. After my mom kicked him out, we were court-ordered for visitations. He rarely showed up to them, but took us on Christmas and summer holidays to spite mom. I hated it. We were trapped. Some days he would be fine and then would change before your eyes, like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I think most little girls growing up want to be a daddy's, girl, daddy's little girl, to shield us from the horrors of the outside world. To hold you in an embrace so tight you forget what's going on in that moment. To wipe your tears away. To tell you everything is going to be okay. I wanted this so bad. I didn't understand then he was sick. I thought I didn't deserve his love because I was bad. Why else would my daddy not want me? One day I wanted something to eat, but all the dishes were dirty. I thought I could wash them all so he would be happy. He would be so proud of me. A pile of dishes on the counter and in the sink was taller than me flies buzzed from plate to plate the smell of rotting food burned my nose standing on tippy toes I grabbed the dish sponge and ran it underwater as I was about to pour soap on the sponge the sponge came alive wriggling masses of maggots spilled out from the holes in the sponge and went between my fingers I screamed and threw the sponge oh my I frantically dropped to the floor and picked them up, tossed them in the trash. I could still feel them wriggling between my finger, my fingers. I spent the next hour or so washing this, this filth and putting away the dishes. He walked into the kitchen, grabbed a bag of chips. He never even looked at me, just walked past me like I didn't exist. He felt cold, distant, like I'm a fucking stranger. I did not know then that I'm an empath. His energy was draining the life for me. It was then that I realized no matter what I did, how well I behaved, I was nothing, I am nothing. Useless bastard, as he liked to say. One summer, he got my sister and I math workbooks. That was his latest punishment. He would make us sit for hours doing pages. None of it made sense to me. The numbers would flip out of order and get all jumbled. I just sat on the floor staring at the page on the coffee table. I couldn't do it. It's so simple, but I'm too stupid to understand it. He told me to have pages done by the time he woke up from his nap. My vision blurred. Tears rolled down my cheeks and landed on my papers. He was right, I am stupid. I am worthless. I should never even—I should have never even been born. I can't even do this workbook. What use am I? The tears came down heavier. Maybe daddy would be happier if I was not here anymore. I looked up at the ceiling. I can't do this anymore. I wanted everything to stop. And there was only one way. No one was going to miss me. I started thinking about what the heavens would look like. A single single tear rolled down my cheek. Who was I kidding? They wouldn't want a worthless bastard like me. I belonged nowhere. I am nothing. I wanted to leave something behind for mommy, but I didn't know what to write. I'm sorry it wasn't good enough. I tried, mommy, I'm sorry. I was ready, no more tears, no more pain. I wanted to finally be free. My juice cup next to my workbook moved slightly. I stared at it. I had to accident, I had accidentally bumped it. Jerkingly at first, it moved again. It started rotating in a circle. It was then smacked off the table. I jumped up and backed up. My brain could not even register what I had just saw. Cups just don't start moving on their own and fly off a table. I then began to feel something a pulse of energy. I was not alone. It felt pure. I felt it for a minute or two, then it faded away, leaving me to wrap my mind around what had just happened. This was my first paranormal experience. I think hitting rock bottom opened up my gift. That being stopped me. I believed it was an angel. I've only seen it two times. It appears as a tall white figure. Light illuminates from within it. The pulse of energy fills the room. It stays for a few moments, then fades away. It comes back when I struggle the most. Its presence so pure. Let me know I'm going to be okay. I don't know how, but everything will be okay. In my early twenties, I decided to forgive my biological father. Holding on to that much hate, it changes you. It was not going to let him win, dragging me down to his level, forever lost in my void of pain and self-destruction. I broke the cycle of abuse. My children will never have to listen for my footsteps, spend hours pleading to God, asking why I'm not good enough. We are free. To those of you who are listening, who have been touched by chaos, I'm going to tell you something. My God, I'm sorry. I'm going to tell you something that I wish someone told me years ago. It's not your fault. You have spent countless hours telling yourself. If I was better, I would have listened. If I didn't make them mad, they wouldn't hurt me. It does not matter how well you how well behaved you are if you are quiet and try to be your perfect child or person you can be They lash out because of their own faults not because of yours they fill your head with words of venom they beat you down till their hate fills you their hate feels so normal their words turn into your own internal monologue i'm so sorry our parents are supposed to protect us not cause our pain The world feels so cold. Who can we trust if not our own blood that can do this to us? I'm telling you, there's good left in the world. There are people who will be your safety net. Let them in. The very few friends I have let in have become my family. They've helped me on my path to healing. Please know that you do not have to fight this alone. If you don't have the safety net at home, there are resources to help you. The Domestic Violence Hotline is 1-800-799-SAFE or 1-800-799-7233. And the National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. These numbers are available 24 hours a day and you can anonymously call. Please know it is never too late. You are loved. You are worth it. The world would not be better without you. To those who have not been touched by violence, please be a shoulder to lean on. Let those around you feel safe enough to turn to you. Ask if they are okay, for these random acts of kindness can save a life. Oh my
1: God. That was like, I'm like speechless right now. First of all, thank you for feeling comfortable enough to share with us. I'm speechless that you were able to share with us and our listeners and the way you just worded everything was not only just so incredible that you were able to put your pain into those kind of and experiences into those kinds of words but that you were able to word it in such a way that Could potentially help someone else who are dealing with the same things. And the strength that
0: came, it was literally like flying off the page at me. The strength that you had, even just sitting there writing this, Mm -hmm. and how far you have come from such a horrible situation. Like, not a lot of people recover from something like that. Right. And not only you have you, but you are now trying to help other people in similar situations. And honestly, like I don't, I don't know people, I don't know many people that have that much strength.
1: And to be able to pull out of the cycle of trauma and make sure that your children never have to experience that is absolutely incredible. Oh, I'm speechless. Yeah, I. <sighs> I honestly don't know what to say. Just know that we're here for you if you ever want to confide in us off the podcast or like we're a shoulder. And agreed. I think that you were completely accurate in saying don't be afraid to let people in to step up as the family or friends that you should have and deserve to have. And that I can't even gather my thoughts right now. I know, I know. That the world, as you said, the world will absolutely not be better off without you. I think that's such an important statement.
0: And the the fact I really, I feel like it hit home and I feel like it will hit home for people that have gone through something similar or some kind of abuse is... Like, the words that you said that he spoke to you became your own, like, voice in your head. Like, that's how toxic things like this can get. I feel like not many people understand that. Mm-hmm. So, And I
1: feel like that's almost the goal of the abuser. Right. That's – exactly. So – I feel like it's a lot easier said than done to escape an abusive situation or even recognize you're in an abusive situation because abuse can present itself in more than just physical. Right, But I love that this listener pointed out to, to the, the fact that there are resources you can utilize and people you can lean on that are worthy and deserve your trust and being. Yeah. And on a on a
0: bigger scale and we aren't by no means any kind of psychologist, psychiatrist, nothing. But we are here for any of our listeners that need anything as far as reaching out to talk to somebody, we
1: mm-hmm. can point you
0: in the right direction of resources. We love all of our listeners, so please reach out if you are struggling with anything and you feel like you can trust us after listening to our voices weekly.
1: (laughs) Right. And we don't blindly or say that lightly. When we say that, we mean it. It's with depth. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed.
0: Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. That was unbelievable. And I'm so happy you came out of it in such a positive way and I know you probably still have trauma from this to this day I don't think that's something you ever get past but Mm -hmm. just know how strong you are and how much you've come how far you've come
1: and I'm so happy you're still here with us agreed the world is better with you we love you (laughs) yes all right on that note do we get into our spiel let's do it so
0: You can check us out on Facebook at Crime Cults and Coffee, and that's where we post our weekly resources from every episode and photos associated to every episode. There's also a link um, to, on our Facebook to Drew Molinari's GoFundMe. We've talked about this multiple times, but if you have any money that you could Bear, please donate to his GoFundMe. This is to build a or to put up a billboard with some details about his case because his murder is still not found and we want justice for him and his family. So please if you can donate to that. Absolutely. Can, yeah. And you can also find that on our Instagram at Crime Cults and Coffee. If you click the link in our bio, there's our link tree. And it's the top link in our link tree. So please, if you can, donate. Our Instagram also has um, pictures that we've been posting. Well, that Brynn has been posting. I'm not going to take credit for that.
1: It's okay. You can send me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's, uh, we also have our coffee reviews on there and some shout outs. So check out our Instagram as well.
1: Yeah. And thank you to listener Jamie for donating to Drew's Fund. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, all right. So if you would like to give us a case suggestion like Alyssa did today or a listener story like our incredible anonymous listener did today, you can contact us either DM us on Instagram at crime, cults, and Coffee, or send us an email at crimecoltsandcoffee@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We absolutely love hearing from you guys we can't say it enough yes also if you listen to us on apple podcasts you can leave us a nice rate and review you'll get free stickers if you send us a little dm of uh like a screenshot of who you are cuz sometimes people have put names in there and we're like who is this yeah. <laughs> if you don't listen to us on a podcasting platform where you can rate and review you can like you can subscribe You can follow us so you get a weekly update of when our new episodes come out. Yeah, so follow us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And anything else we want to add in? Oh, Kelsey, you said that you had a weird Yes, okay.
0: I just remembered again. Okay, I was clapping if that's what you just heard.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think it might have overlapped and had a weird echoey thing.
0: Well, that was me clapping. Okay. So um, we watched Archive 81. Me and Carson finished it the other day. And it's like, without getting into it, it's like, a, it's about different dimensions. Okay. That's as much as I'm going to say. Okay. And basically, we finished the episode. It gives you like fucking nightmares, whatever. So Carson tells me, or he, we're laying in bed sleeping at like 3 a.m., fucking 3 a.m. He rolls over and he goes, where are they? Ew. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, where or who? And he just like sat back down and went to bed. Ew. And like, if you've seen video one that'll just be even creepier because you'll know what I'm talking about. But like, I was freaked the fuck out. And then And he, he said didn't the- do that as a joke? No, I woke up the next morning. I was like, what were you dreaming about? He's like, I don't know. I had some dreams, but I forget. And I told him and he's like, no, I didn't. I was like, yes, oh. you fucking did. <laughs> like... And then the next night, he said, I sat up in bed and was just hysterically laughing. Ew. And he said that I could, like, he was like, what are you laughing at? And then I just, like, fell back asleep.
1: Ew. I'm sorry. I don't like that even more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm like, no, I didn't. And he's like, yeah, you did. We have a camera in our bedroom. I don't know why. I guess in case intruders. I don't know.
1: And <laughs> you I, admit it. You like to watch yourself sleep.
0: True. And I'm and like, want to
1: catch some paranormal activity.
0: I know, but now I'm like, oh my god! I, should I look back at that? But no, I will literally probably never sleep again if that <laughs> if I see that on camera.
1: You just laughing.
0: And <laughs> 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 then him rolling over with like wide eyes and being like, "Where are they?" Ew. I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? But this can never happen again.
1: Oh, God, I'm disturbed.
0: Yeah, I forgot to tell you that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I think that's it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, speaking of, like, weird things, the other night, I was, like, up late doing stuff. I don't even remember. And probably researching. And um, I went to go in the bedroom, and Timo was already sleeping. And he... Literally, I went over to him and I started, like, singing a song and he opens his eyes and he just starts creepily smiling at me. Like, his eyes were bulging out of his head and his smile was like the fucking Joker. What is happening? (laughs) And then he grabbed me and pulled me on him and was, like, squeezing me. And all of a sudden, he must have, like, woken up and snapped out of it because he was like, why are you attacking me? Why are you jumping all over me? Wait, what? And I was like, T, you are the creepiest fucking person. I'm like, your smile was, was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And I'm like, and you pulled me. And he's like, no, I didn't. And I'm like, yeah, you did. And then he's like, and why is the bedroom light on? And I'm like, because you left it on.
0: I am so confused. I'm freaked out. We can't talk about this anymore.
1: <laughs> I also had a really strange dream last night. Last little thing. Oh, God. It man. was my wedding day. You're going to have a lot of those leading up to the wedding. I had many. Well, it was my wedding day and my front tooth fell out. <laughs> and dad was rushing me to the dentist to get it put back in. What? And as we were driving there, I had Giselle, which was my kitty cat that passed away. Aww. Zella in my arms and I was petting her and then we got to the dentist and there was also like some thing, some concert thing we had to go to before my wedding for some reason and then we get back leave the dentist go to the concert and then I was freaking out about getting let into the concert what in the world <laughs> it was so strange
0: yeah I'm telling you I had multiple before my wedding like about things just horribly going wrong
1: and like it not happening oh my god
0: yeah so I hope that doesn't happen to you
1: (laughs) we should start a new little like section of our podcast dream called like dreamland (gasps) and it's about (laughs) weird weird dreams dreams. oh we should because I have plenty of them same
0: same and Timo talks in his sleep a lot I'm gonna start writing mine down and record
1: ourselves while we're sleeping ew I know Ew! Imagine you get dragged off the bed like paranormal Shut activity. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Don't
0: ever say that again.
1: Okay, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But that
0: that movie, um, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't sleep for a month without my
1: light on. Yeah, I was really terrified. Yeah,
0: yeah. All right, that's it. That's Sweet our steal. dreams. Sweet dreams. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs>